Okay, good morning everybody. Um, we are in the middle of our series on speech. I do have to say, Baruch Hashem, there are people um, around the world listening and enjoying this series from some of the feedback that I've been getting, Baruch Hashem. The Oydam is enjoying this series, probably not as much as I'm enjoying giving it, but uh, it's Kavaldi, Baruch Hashem. Tomorrow, we're going to start a brand new sugi of MS Vesheke. Again, as we said that, you know, People have said the minute we were talking about speech, oh, he must be talking about Lashon Hara. It's been, I think we've been giving this series for almost basically a week, maybe more, maybe less, but around a week. They haven't even talked about Lashon Hara yet because there's so much to get to. We'll talk about it eventually, but uh, we're going to go to the other union. Yesterday we discussed the union of Einos Tavorim. Einos Tavorim means to hurt someone with words, and we spoke yesterday with very many Marimakoimas through. Gemaras, Shulchan Aruch, and other places of how bad it is and the punishment for someone that hurts somebody else. Today I want to just flip it slightly before we start tomorrow's main sugya and just continue a little bit along those lines. But I want to start with this, something which I saw recently together with Daniel, Kavaldagi Yisoit, in Rav Shinshan Pinkas' Seifa on this week's parasha. On this week's parasha. Sorry, I could not mention it because it's Mamish Siyat and Deshmaya sometimes, how the parasha goes hand in hand with what you're learning. Sometimes you find it in one, the, the Gemara that you're learning goes hand in hand with what goes on in the world and anything that goes on with yourself. So I want to mention, Gavaldi Gazak, he says over here, there is a posik in this week's parasha, parasha's Vaira, but it says, Sivlo Sivlois Mitzrayim, Vitzalti Eschem Avoidosam, and he brings a Yalkut Shemaini, right, the Medrash, Omer of Huna. B'shem Bakapora, we know all this. B'schus Arab Dvarim, there were four reasons, there were four schusim, four merits. Niglu Yisrael Mimitzrayim. That Kalal Yisrael was saved from Egypt. And number one, the first one on the list, Shalai Shinu Eshmam, Shalai Shinu Eshlishaynam, Vishloi Ben Lashon Hora, Shalai Yehem Baboritz Be'erva. So most of them actually were dealing with the union of Shavavim which applies during the parishes of Shemais and Ve'era B'chulei. So very much that this Medrash that we just mentioned has a tremendous impact in what we're learning and the impact of Shovavim. So we know, as he mentions over here, it wasn't just that they spoke Jewish language in Egypt. That wasn't what Chazal are referring to, that they didn't change their language, that they all spoke Yiddish in Mitzrayim. That wasn't only what they meant. Rather, they meant, as he explains in he brings a Rambam to, to prove this Mahalach, which we're not going to go into, that the Dibur was Tahar. Everything they said was pure. Nothing they said was Asa, and nothing that they said affected somebody else. And that's a big question that we have to ask ourselves many times. The words that we say, do they ever affect somebody else? We spoke a lot, mostly about this yesterday. It's like a loaded gun. The bullets come out. It's too late already. You've hit him. You've targeted him and it's over. You can't take them back. and The damage has already been done. In Mitzrayim, they made sure that every word that came out of their mouths was pure, was dark, and never affected another Jew or anyone else for that matter. And he brings, and I'm not going to go through the whole shtickle, but he brings a beautiful marshal, an unbelievable marshal. And he says, And he brings a Gavaldic marshal. And I, when I saw this marshal, this is Gavaldic. Mamish applies to us. He says, imagine, if you have a barrel, a barrel of beautiful wine, Gavaldic, expensive, Gishmaka wine, and you're excited to go and drink that wine. And the tap, the faucet, where the wine emerges from, on the side of the barrel, is very dirty. It's just a dirty tap. When you open the tap, when you open the faucet, and the beautiful, fresh wine comes out, 
it's going to come out dirty simply because the faucet is dirty and therefore when it goes through and passes through the entrance of the spout of the faucet it's going to get dirty the most beautiful wine but it gets dirty because the entrance is dirty whereas if you have wine that might be for example not that way I'll give you an example he says like this says the guy's Kavaldik he's sitting and learning all day He's mamish mole Torah. Tfila, here is Shamayim. This guy's unbelievable. Impiv. If his mouth is dirty with nivel pear, or hurting other people with a nice tvorim, lashon horror, sheker, whatever it may be, put it into the category. Afilu ma'at. Just a little bit. Kol ha-Torah v'ha-Tfilas ha-Yetzim mimenu mislach lechem ve'inishavim. They get dirty and they're worth nothing. But I am quoting you the Lashon of the Group of Shinsh and Pinkers, that's all. All the Torah that you've got inside you, but it comes out through the mouth, and the mouth is dirty. That mouth is used for saying Sheker. It's used by Nas Tvarim for hurting somebody's feelings, embarrassing somebody. Lashon horror, putting somebody down, we'll talk about that. Then all the Torah is worth nothing. Shemir Rachim Rabbi say. And he says, V'chein lehepach. Turn it around. Let's say, for example, in this tap, in this faucet, it's a beautiful smell and a beautiful color. And you've got regular, plain water inside this barrel. Plain, regular water. And you open up the faucet, you open up the tap, and the water goes through <coughs> that tap to come out. It emerges in your cup as the most nice-looking, colorful, nice-smelling liquid, even though inside was nothing. You have a person that, for example, he hasn't got so much Torah. You've got a regular guy, not got so much Torah, not so much Tzvila, not so Yimah Shemayim. Oh, but his mouth is clean. His mouth is used only in the correct way he thinks before he speaks. Then everything that comes out goes through that mouth and becomes beautiful, becomes elevated. Rabbi says, something to think about next time we use our mouths. Are we using it in a positive way? Is someone going to become elevated because of our mouths? Or is someone going to go down because of what we say? Think about that before you open up your mouth. But Rabbi said, that was more yesterday's shmuz when we discussed the halachas of Oinoas Tavarim. I want to move on, not in a halachic aspect, but just to discuss a little bit about answering back. Because I think it's a very beginning. You know, someone gives you an insult. Someone says something about you. It was a joke. He didn't mean it. Stop messing. You know, I'm, 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 I'm messing with you. You know, you, get a, you, you know what I mean. You want to answer back. And most people like to answer back. You know why? Because they feel that if I don't answer back, I'm weak. And he won. Therefore, I have to win. I have to be on top. So I'm going to answer him back. That's what they do, right? The Chazanish... And when he lived in, when he was in Europe, before he came down to Israel, so he was walking in the forest with a certain Talmud, and there was some goyim there, and there were goyim there started making fun of this Talmud. He was walking with his hat, whatever it was, and he started making fun, insulted him, and the Chazanish, Chazanish turned to this bocha, and he said to him, because this bocha replied to the goyim, and he said, "If you're a real ben Torah, you don't have to reply." Because you should be proud of who you are and happy with where you're holding rather than having to reply to somebody else. Being silent 
is not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength. It shows that you are secure with who you are and you value everything you stand for. There's no need to reply. Somebody comes to you with an insult. Someone puts you down. What do you have to reply for? I'm fine. I'm okay. Obviously, you have a problem. If I reply, it shows that I'm weak, that I'm insecure. I don't have enough security with who I am. I have to reply to you. And it's a terrible thing. Apart from the fact that it causes more Lashonora and more Sheker and more Nivel Pair and more everything else. Be'etzem. Answering back is a very, very bad thing. The Beis HaLevi. The Beis HaLevi was traveling to a certain place and he was offered by a wagon driver to travel with him in a certain city with the condition that the Beis HaLevi helps the driver direct the horse to the right place. He said, if it's a sure, I'll, I'll do my best. I think I know the way, maybe. Whenever I've done this route many times, sure, I'll help you out. Came out that the base of did not do such a good job, and he didn't direct him well, and the wagon driver went crazy. He insulting the base. He had no idea it was the base of right? It was uh, this old man. He was insulting him. How oh, could you do this to me? What's the matter with you? You don't know. I'm an orit. Base of gets to his destination, and everyone heard that the base of is arriving. And you can imagine the crowds, and the wagon driver's like, what's going on? <laughs> who, who are they coming to greet? And he realizes that his passenger that he'd been insulting for the last few days is the man that everyone's coming to greet. And they're like, whoa. He, he couldn't believe it. His mom, he begs him, he beg, goes down to his knees. I, I, Rebbe, Rebbe, I can't believe it. If I knew it was you, if I knew who you were, I never would have said such a thing. And the basic of said, I don't understand what you're talking about. You call me an Amoritz. You take a right. Legabe driving a horse and carriage. I'm a total Amoritz. I have no idea. I can tell you a Toysavis. I can tell you a Pshat in, in a rash bar. Oh, but to drive a wagon, I don't know. The base, and he meant it. It wasn't like a joke. It was a very cute, very nice idea. He it. it didn't affect me. It didn't affect me because that wasn't me. You know, when someone insults you, if you know that within you is an Ashama, it doesn't affect you. It might get your clothing dirty in a spiritual way because the body has layers above the neshama above and beyond the neshama and it gets your clothing dirty it may bother you but if you know intrinsically that you're good there's no reason to reply back absolutely nothing whatsoever okay Rupinchas Mikovitz once said he said imagine a person is standing in front of a mother in front of a king and somebody comes up to him and slaps him chutzpah he wants to go and hit the guy. Why right? you can do that to me? But he's running the king, right? Huh. Running the king, you don't do nothing. Said Rapinchas because it's the same thing over here. We're front of the Rabbi Someone insults you? Someone says something bad about you? Don't answer back. Don't insult them back. It, doesn't, it might make you feel better, you know, internally. But that's the wrong way of dealing with it. I want to tell you, Mordeka Maisa. I heard this from Rabbi Fina. It's like He said the following story. There was a Chassidish guy in New York that um, he doesn't exactly dress in that way, but, you know, he's intrinsic, you know, Be'etzim, he's Hasidish. He was very makbar on the mikvah. By him, mikvah was very, very choshev. You know, Erev Shabbos, Shabbos morning, mikvah was very, very choshev. That's how he grew up, and that's how he continued. Now, he worked for a medical emergency travel team, which means that if Shalom, a person needs to travel from one place, one state, to another state, in an emergency, has to get to another hospital, in any situation... They get they hire a plane, they hire a medical team, and off they go. Right? It's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a, you do it the gazak, they have now, they have has it, beautiful. One particular Shabbos, my Sashari Rabbi said, one particular Shabbos. So he had a head, he always has a head to, to carry his cell phone. 
right? They don't have walkie-talkies. They're not like Hatzalah members. You're making a cell phone. If somebody has to call, they have a certain number. He gets the phone call and he arranges the travel, you know, transport as soon as possible. So he gets, he has to carry his cell phone, his regular cell phone with him the whole time. He carried it with him in Shabbos. He goes to the mikvah. And in this mikvah, he finds and he sees an old friend of his that he hasn't seen since they were, in, they were kids in school together. Unbelievable. Oh, they had a little bit of a schmooze. Whatever, how are you? Where are you up to? What's doing? Okay. He continued. He got undressed. And he removed the cell phone from his pocket. And he put it on the bench. And he didn't want it to drop. didn't want it to get wet. Whatever the reason was. And his friend, who obviously had no idea what he works for, looked at him and screamed. Shaggitz! He's got the head up. He, he decided not to answer back. He decided, you know what? Now, at that point, just by the way, just to add in apprentices, at that point, he was thinking of giving up this medical transport team. Stop, it was difficult for him. It was not easy for his family traveling from place to place. What do I need it for? And this was like machazik that, you know, maybe I should give up this whole thing. Well, what do I need to do this for? People will find their own way of traveling. People will hire their own planes. What do they need me for to do it for? What do I need it for? He was the head of the company. He was the guy to do it. He was thinking of closing the whole thing. What do I need it for? And when he heard this insult, it was machazik him to try and close. And he decided, you know what? No. I need to close this whole thing, what I'm doing, because if one guy that's going to me, I'm not going to do it. He didn't answer him, and he decided he's going to continue. But boy, say three weeks later, three weeks later, he gets a phone call. There's a young girl that got diagnosed with a terrible illness, Rahman Litzlan, and she needs to fly to Baltimore, whatever it is, some, immediately, right now, emergency. So he arranges it, calls the plane, calls the airport, gets everything organized, that's what he did. And he goes to the airport to meet the girl, getting there, it's a whole situation. And he sees the father of this girl. And this father of the girl was the guy that screamed at him that he decided not to let it affect him and not to let it do anything to his company. This man begged Mechila, how could I do this to you? Now I understand. The boy said, when someone gives you an insult, you have to understand. Right? If, you, if you are happy with who you are, there's no reason. It shows that you're stronger when you don't reply. And the boy said, I want to end with one last story, just for today. Like I said, today we're not going to do too many alochas. Today I want to just go back into the Indian and tomorrow, Be'ez HaShem, we'll talk about Emes V'Shekha. I want to tell you a Mordeka Maisa. I said this in Johannesburg, in South Africa. We had an annual Shmir Saloshan event, and I mentioned this over there, and it was a very powerful Maisa when I read it, and it was a very powerful Maisa to all those over there as well. There was a rabbi in America, who was a Rebbe, and one of his Talmudim was getting married. I don't know exactly all the details of where he was, he was on the Route 17 on the way to Monsi. It was late at night. It was after the Hasna. You know, he had danced. Everything was there. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. He's traveling on his way back home. He's tired. He feels he's going to fall asleep. He needs a coffee. He needs a coffee. Where am I going to find a coffee? Who's going to be open at 3 o'clock in the morning? He sees in the distance, as he's driving, some neon lights. Fresh coffee. You know, shining, lighting, whatever. Oh, this is Gavaldic, Baruch Hashem. I'm going to go, I'm going to get some fresh coffee, with or without the milk. I don't know if it was Makhbed of Cholav Akum or Cholav Yisrael, Chvaisnish. Abakaponim, a coffee at least he could have taken. So he goes in there, he you know, pulls up into the parking area, and he walks into the store, it's three o'clock in the morning, he's exhausted, he just needs a coffee. And out walks this guy from the side room, see somebody here, here's the bell, that guy walks into the door, out walks in a guy, ponytail, 16 earrings around the ear, you know, the whole leather jacket business, you know, real, real person. And the guy at the counter sees this rabbi walk in, 
says, Ah, oh, Shalom Aleichem. Whoa. <laughs> this is all I need. An Israeli, three o'clock in the morning, I need a coffee. So the guy says to him, he says to him, no, you're making a mistake. It's not, not Shalom Aleichem. Aleichem is plural. Aleichem is to you. That, that I'm, I'm just one guy. It's just Shalom. You don't have to say Aleichem. I said, huh, what are you talking about? He said, no, you have to understand. When you walk with different people, when you walk with, with yourself, you're not walking by yourself. You're walking with Malachim. Come on, Marcus Tafyud famously tells us, When you walk, you're walking with Malachim. You're not walking by yourself. The guy said, what are you talking about? Right? This guy, what are you talking about? Why would you tell, like, what, what do you want, Rabbi? Give me a coffee. Fine. Gives him his coffee, gets in the car, and off he goes. End of story, part one. Part two, three weeks later, he's there, same place, Talmud's Chasana, driving home, it's 2.30 in the morning, he needs a coffee. And he thinks, ah, let me go to the same place. So he goes back to the same place. And it's 3 o'clock in the morning, same shift, he walks in, and that same person comes out, this Israeli Jew, comes out, sees the guy, and says, Harav, you ruined my life. I ruined your life. I came in three weeks ago for a coffee. I didn't want to ruin your life. He said, Rabbi, you don't understand. You gave me this whole schmooze last, the last time you were here about when I walk, I walk with Malachim. I don't know what you were talking about. What fairy tale you came from, I have no idea. But when you left the store, I had just made, I made myself a ham and cheese sandwich, which I was about to eat. And as I was about to take a bite, I'm like, oh, there's Malachim here. I've got to be a bit more careful. I don't think I can eat this right now. I don't feel like eating it. Since then, I'm not able to eat you, Trace, because of what you told me. Take your coffee and get out of here. He left, and the rabbi marveled to himself, and he said, could you imagine that the few words that I said to him, which I had no intention, changed his life for the good. Rabbi Sai, the words that we utter can change someone's life forever. We should remember that, and we should think before we speak. But he's tomorrow. We'll discuss MS Vishakha.